Hi, welcome back to Make Do. I'm Julia Scott. And I'm Tiff Arment. And before we get into the topic, uh, I just wanted to say that I'm very thankful for you, Tiff. Whoa, that's out of nowhere. I'm thankful for you too, Julia. It's Thanksgiving. Ish. Oh yeah, <laughs> this will be out around Thanksgiving. American um, and Thanksgiving. Like both, I'm I'm you're in grateful Sweden. That... No, I mean like but... <laughs> we're not going to be American centric here. We we are international. All right, I've just I it felt like a good moment to say um because God, this suddenly got deeper than I meant it to be. Uh-oh. No, but like I've just been really happy for for having you in general, but like having you this year to be able to talk about something that makes me happy, you know, every other week. And like last the last episode really brought that home. Just the like sometimes we talk about the deeper stuff too, and then I'm happy when it's it's like a therapy session where like except I don't get the dip like the next day. <laughs> it's our wonderful test talking, as you taught it us is, all. It is. Uh, I'm also grateful for popsicles. <laughs> I'm thankful for you too. I I feel the same way about this show. I feel like it is great to talk about these things open and honest with a friend who's supportive and it's like a, a safe space. Everyone always uses that term. It's a safe space, but it really is a safe space. It's almost like I can figure out what I want to say and talk to you about it with an audience full of people. I mean, hi, everyone. But like, <laughs> in general, it's us. And it's just it's really nice and comforting. But because it's an audience of people who, you know, share both our interests and our quirks, it's really easy to just like lay yourself bare because everyone has that like, wait, I have to do the actual finishing final touches or whatever it might be. Like, we all have our art foibles. So it's not like, hello, I am imperfect. Everyone else is awesome, even if it feels like that sometimes. I mean, before we started the show, I didn't have anyone in my life really to talk about this kind of stuff. So it has been a big, wonderful, good change to meet up every other week and and discuss the things that sometimes just just end up filtering around over and over in your brain and never end up getting out. And I think that I've found like a way more creative outlet for things and tried more stuff and been more dynamic in my (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, been more dynamic in my creative life because of you and starting this podcast. So thank you. And I'm also really thankful for our listeners who give us feedback and send us wonderful emails. Oh, so much Uh, good feedback. I love you guys so much. I love them all. Yes. I'm so thankful and like just and, and getting to see all the stuff that you make too. Yeah. We have such a creative audience. All right. Feelings jello over. Uh, <laughs> we're generally uh, against monetizing our hobbies on this podcast. Uh, but of course, we both have to different extents. And I know that this is something that you are starting to like think more about, Tiff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to talk a bit about art commissions today. Say if I wanted to order a stained glass manatee <laughs> from you, which is funny because it would just, I think, mainly be like a gray blob. <laughs> Actually, because you put that in our show notes, I'm like, hmm, how could I make a stained glass manatee? That might be really fun. <laughs> think it would be uh so before we get into like the the nitty-gritty of it i want to say that it is totally okay to not take commissions uh even regardless of if you sell your art or don't even if you do sell your art it's totally okay to say that you don't do commissions like you do the things that you do and that's it so sorry about it uh because it can be stressful to like either have a deadline or feel like you need to be good enough to match what this person had in their head or whatever so like just putting it out there that sometimes it's more fun to just make the stuff that you want to do. 
or the stuff that sells. I don't know. Uh, so you started to think about this, I'm assuming, around the time that you um, were like doing the art walk and then started doing the stained glass stuff, right? Or Yeah, I mean, that's about when I started thinking about this. And also, um, I got an email from someone asking for a commission of like a family portrait in dot tiff style and i've totally ignored that email so if you're listening to this show i'm so sorry i'm ignoring your email i just i don't know how i feel about it yet it's like almost made me panic i like read it and then i closed it and i was like my face was just open i'm like what do i do with this like it's just (laughs) how do i feel about this yeah i still don't even know quite how i feel about this and that might have been sent a month ago and also i'm really really sorry for not answering your email for so long and i keep wanting to be like hey i'm still thinking about this I know it's really not a great way to deal with it, but I totally, you know, took the ostrich approach and put my head in the sand because I don't know. I just never been asked about that kind of thing, especially when it was in relation to something specific, like such a specific style to myself. Mm -hmm. It was like, I don't know what I I understand the idea of being drawn to someone else's style because like I read a lot of little web comics or I should say I, I absorb a lot of little web comics <laughs> and like Sarah Scribbles and various things like that on um on Instagram and and such and I can't imagine asking like a Sarah Scribbles character who she draws herself it's like a diary comic so it's like herself doing stuff like asking her to draw a commission for me and my family and her style I mean like not that that was wrong of an ask but it feels like that's her. That's Sarah. That's not me. But at the same time, a lot of like comic book artists will will do that, especially oh, like, yeah. um, smaller creators. And I love seeing that because it's just f- because because they are so like connected to the comic that you see. And then you're mm-hmm. like, wow, that is how you see this other people. person. Or yeah. Like, yeah. It's like more how you see the world and see people. So it was like that's where I'm teetering right now. It's like, I have that one side of me that's feeling like, wow, this is like such a personal thing for me, the way I draw the dot tiff stuff. But at the same time, like I could branch out and be creative and try and draw someone else's family in that style. Like that could be fun. But then I'm like, will it be any good? You know, will it like actually translate? Should I charge for something like this if I've never done it before? Um, There's just like so many questions and it's so stressful to think about that very first one especially when it's so specific and I have been asked about like commissions before for various things and I guess being a photographer you work as commission like you are taking (laughs) personal photos like that is essentially a commission so uh Yeah, I'm really glad that we're talking about this topic today because I'm hoping that, as we said in the intro here, that we can test talk our way. How you feel? (laughs) We can test talk our way through this, and then maybe I'll come out the other side and be able to answer that email. So, talk to me, Julia. Just ask me questions. Let's figure this out. Yeah. No. So I think that the first thing, because what you're talking about now actually brings up a really good point that I think we need to maybe also think about, like sort of the two types of commissions where one is, I want you to do basically this thing you do, but to a very specific sort of parameter. Like I want this, but bigger, or can you make it in a different color? Or the one that's like, I know you do this thing. Can you do this thing that's not what you normally do? 
Like if that is if, a really great distinction because that is it's like the idea of asking for a manatee out of glass, which is essentially like using your skill to create something mm-hmm. versus like, can you draw my family like dot tiff, which is a whole nother type of thing. Like it, it seems like the creativity level, not the creativity levels are different, but it's just the I don't know what what would you call that? Why? Why are those two things so different? Well, I think because the first one is very easy to answer yes or no to because you know, can I make this bigger? Like for instance, if I wanted a really big manatee and you would be like, my cutting tools you know, can't handle that or I haven't worked with glass that big yet or something, or maybe like it's hard to get a good gray or whatever. Mm-hmm. Sort of like if someone asks me, can you do this in this color? And I'm like, I don't have that glaze. And sometimes I'll explain like glaze is really expensive. I don't want to buy like, you know, a big, make a big bucket of glaze for this one item. Or if they say, can you, you know, can you make this one thing? And I'm like, that's going to be really complicated for me to iterate. So if you want to like pay a ton of money for me to get it wrong, 14, you know, like that kind of thing Mm -hmm. I can say, because I know I can do this. I can't do this. Whereas the other, that really is where you get into the iteration. If you say yes, like, you know, if you make quilts and someone asks you, could you make a dress where you're like, all right, well, I will have to, you know, it's the same sort of general skill set and skill family, but you may have to acquire new skills. You may have to make, you know, uh, mock-ups in clay or fabric or glass or whatever it might be to figure out, you know, techniques or style or, you know, different things. And you might also need to make a bunch of them at the same time to figure out, I mean, primarily, I guess, with with clay, because you don't know how many will survive all the firings. But you know what I mean? It's kind of the same way with drawing a character, too, because it's like I built up the the way this character looks for a year. Mm -hmm. And the only reason she looks the way she looks is because I spent a year drawing her. I mean, I believe I posted on my Instagram account, like how she looked originally and how she kind of evolved. And the idea of trying to take that style and translate it into other things that I'm not like I don't know as personally as I know myself and having it look good or look right it's a bit of a task but at the same time you're like well I could kind of figure it out I've seen like you know especially like commission portrait artists or something on uh, Etsy if you've seen those people that Mm -hmm. like make family portraits in like this one specific art style um Actually, there's one really cute one that I would love to link to. Um, I believe the artist's name is Janelle. I follow her on Instagram. Uh, And like, so she makes these family portraits or couple portraits or, you know, whatever you want to commission in her style. And it's really cool. And so like, it's like, well, I, I could do that. Like, why couldn't I do that? You know, (laughs) but yeah, I totally understand the idea of, you know, having the limit of your tools when it that feels easier to say no to. Like, I can't make that much glaze. I can't order that size glass. Um, You know, I don't have a, I would have to buy a grinder bit in order to do this kind of details. And so therefore I have to build that into my cost and I have to build the cost into of um, all the pieces I'm going to break because I've never cut a shape like this before. Like, and obviously like commissions become less and less expensive for the maker as you get better at them. But the idea of saying no to something originally or charging higher at first and slowly, you know, cutting back your prices as you get better, that that does make a lot of sense. 
I mean, it, it doesn't because as you get better, people are paying for the skill as well. Oh, right. Because now it gets better. So you get to charge more. Ha ha. <laughs> yeah. No, but like, say, for instance, for a portrait artist on uh, on Etsy, say that like they do family portraits and then someone is like, could you do my dog? And that's mm-hmm. not something that they generally do. And then it's like, again, like it's in that area, but they would have to try something that they don't do a lot. So there is this sort of scale, I think. I Another caveat that I should uh, maybe do alongside, like it's okay to not take commissions. I personally feel that as, as a customer, you shouldn't commission someone to copy something another artist makes. Mm-hmm. And as an artist... I think that you should say no to those. And I know that can be hard and it's like definitely a, there's a big gray area of what is like copying. But it's, I, you know, I get where if people are like, well, I can't afford the original, but kind of like you were saying with with .tiff, like it took them a long time to get there. And that is often why something is expensive. You can be inspired or you can be like, you know, give someone a bunch of inspiration pictures but I, I think that don't don't commission people to copy something because like you you also it won't necessarily be cheaper well and most people most artists who have you know like that kind of integrity or respect for other artists won't take it like they exactly. won't take I mean I just recently um made some inquiries at a tattoo shop and they were very much like we I you know sent over some drawings of things that I liked and they're like um, are you going to be open to interpretation of this from the artist because we don't just copy stuff because they don't know where it's from. They don't know if I drew it or I copied it from someone like they have no way of knowing. So it's like that idea of if you are looking for an artist, trust their art to be what it is. And I feel like that is one of the scarier things with commissions. It's kind of like the backseat arting where mm-hmm. <laughs> people want to direct something, they see something in their mind's eye so specifically, and there are people who just are able to let that go and let the artist take over. And then there are other people who, you know, want that control over the end product. And as the person doing the commissions, the people that want the control, it's very difficult to balance mm-hmm. like your own feelings with like, I'm going to make exactly what you want, or I... I'm getting extremely frustrated because you are asking me to make something I don't make. Yeah. And and that's something that, you know, some people have contacted me and I'm like, I don't, you know, that's not like, yes, it is. It is fully within my capacity to make that. But I don't think I've ever used the phrasing. I don't think that's fun, <laughs> but that's part <laughs> of it. But also just like that's that's I don't know. That's that's not where my my passion lies. And of course, that's luxury. But I think it's also about like, not to be like, that's my brand, but kind of like, uh, I'm, you know, I am in parts a production potter, but I'm not a production potter in that I am like, I don't even know what you call it, like an open workshop, like you come in and you order any mm-hmm. custom thing or like 10, pl- 10 plates exactly like this, I can do that. Made but to those order kind of things. Maybe? Like those kind of things I will sometimes do for like a friend who needs a very specific function. They're like, I can't find bowls in this size. And then I'll make them because I also like, not that I will make things not as great for them, but I also know that like I don't have to feel the same pressure of like somebody ordered a complete like wedding china set of something. Because again, with pottery, I would have to make 
time and a half or twice as many things because things will warp, things will crack, that sort of thing. It is funny what we are willing to do for friends versus... Because <laughs> I feel like, I don't know, friends are a little bit more forgiving. They are... Um, it's more of a gift situation as opposed mm-hmm. to a, a client situation. And I think that that feels a little bit, um, you know, easier to dip your toe into. I can make you something. Like if you asked me for a glass manatee, I'd be like, sure. And like, I would try and make <laughs> it. I would break a whole bunch of glass. I wouldn't charge you for it. Like, I just, I wouldn't do that because you're a friend and I'm more happy to make it for you as a friend and practice my skill at the same time. Versus if someone's like, here's $100, please make me this thing. And now I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> you know, it feels And that's very also different. where I think there's a difference because, like, uh, if you ask me for something or friends here, if I ask you to make a manatee, you know, we're, we're both like, not not that thing of I'm giving you the gift of making something because we don't need reasons to make that something. <laughs> but where it's like, I know that it'll be a fun challenge for you and you know that I don't need it at a certain time. Yep. Whereas if I was like, I would like to order a glass bird for my mother-in-law, <laughs> then I would completely expect to pay you uh, and we would have to figure out it. You know what I mean? Like, I mm-hmm. think that's also a difference because then it's like it is you don't have any control over the house it ends up in. You know, like if if someone I don't know commissions a set of things, I kind of want it to be my style that's out there, you know? Not that I'm like, oh, it's going to be in an influencer's house and everyone's going to place orders. It's just, it's a very weird kind of esoteric feeling of my brand. But I have like a list here of like very super concrete things that I can go through. Okay. Uh, and then you can tell me how you feel about them. <laughs> All right. I'm ready to qu- be Feelings. quizzed. So my first thing that I think is super important and is really easy to forget is to, but just be like super clear in communication with this person that is commissioning you. And if at all possible, do it via email. Even if they like, you have a great conversation over the phone or in person, just be like, all right, I'm just going to email you so that we've both understood this the same way. Like Mm. you were saying, just we've understood the same. Yeah, it's in writing. Yeah. And so you can go back to it and check and nobody can be like, well, you said this, you said that. Because that's something that's, I mean, it's really easy to just forget. Like, did they say 10 or 12? You know? Oh, yeah, of course. And both for both parties, too, right? Like, if someone exactly, exactly. spoke while they're placing their order and then you put in the order and they're like, no, that's not what I meant. Well, it's, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Or if sense. they completely honestly, without any malice, but they're like, that's not what I oh, yeah. said. Yeah, exactly. Without <laughs> yeah. Mal- I, I meant without malice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I mean, people can be malicious, too. But like, even without <laughs> malice, if they're just like, not just that's not what I meant, but also that's not what I said because they can misremember. Yeah. So that's just like and be super clear about all of the different things that you agree on. Mm-hmm. Something that I've realized is not a given is to decide if you want to charge like extra for commissioned or personalized things hmm. because of all the things that you were saying. Like you might have to try new techniques uh, when it comes to personalized things, which I do sometimes. You can't sell them. If somebody changes their mind, for instance, yeah. or if you make like two or three to make sure that they're good, you can't sell those. I mean, you can, but nobody's going to want like this says Tiff, you know, on the mug. <laughs> they, they might. Well, yeah, you have a, ve- a very limited audience at that point. Yeah. And with with like commissions, just like the, the pressure of a deadline, all that stuff. Like, do you want to charge extra? It doesn't have to be a huge amount. But like, uh, I don't on the whole charge extra for commissions or even like personalized things because it's often 
people come to me because they like the things that I make. So like, it's not a huge, it's like, can you do this in a color you don't usually do it in? Or like, can Mm -hmm. you write happy birthday? Whatever, like, can you write on a mug that you would make anyway? Can you, you know, or if someone wants an angry mug, but maybe not with a profanity on it, like that kind of thing. Yeah. And most of the time, like, honestly, it really doesn't hurt to ask. Yeah. Like this isn't, if you are a person who is, um, you know, going and looking to ask for a commission the, all of this stuff from like we're right now we're we're talking about the perspective of the maker mm-hmm. right to the person who's asking for the commission but if you are a person out there who is asking for a commi- commission from a maker it really doesn't hurt to ask like just because you know these are the reasons people might say no but it's also they could say yes so you never and know like because some people don't even think to put it on their website because they're like well of course mm-hmm. i take commissions but then it doesn't say that anywhere or they'll post pictures of something, but it's not clear that it was a commission. Or for instance, yeah. like when I made a set of um, tea and coffee mugs in the same style of two different sizes for someone, uh, you know, when I posted pictures of them, I say, you know, I made this like here is a finished order. But that doesn't say that like this person messaged me and was like, this is the shape that I want. You know, like that kind of thing is not always clear. So you can always ask. And most people won't be offended. They'll just say, like, either maybe not right now or no, I don't or, you know, whatever. Or they'll panic like me and never answer your email. Also a possibility. (laughs) (laughs) But don't take it as a I don't like you or I'm upset that you asked this. It's just I don't know how to deal with this right now. (laughs) She's like, I have so many feelings I'm going to hide under a pillow. Um, Yep. (laughs) And when it comes to for commissions, again, like when you're pricing things, it's the same as when you're selling things in general. I think think about your materials, think about your time uh, and then think about like, how do you want to spread out any extra cost that might come from, you know, smashed vanities? (laughs) Uh, Or do you just figure like, well, I'll I'll kind of eat that cost because it will be like I, I will develop from it. And there's no right answer there, I think. And third part i guess in the money thing charge at least a deposit up front and especially for like those personalized or highly specific things because you might not be able to sell them to someone else and because all sorts of things can happen people can change their mind and try to get out of something they bought or you know somebody loses their job or whatever and you don't want to be stuck with someone who would be like well i don't think these are good enough i want them but i'm not going to pay you the whole like you know you just kind of if if you can't necessarily you know hold hold the product hostage if they're just gonna leave but you can hold their money hostage uh no it's just it's just good to if even if you don't charge the whole sum up front um charge a deposit period uh Mm -hmm. and uh, along those lines also i mean along those lines everything kind of goes together here but uh be clear and decide what your returns policy is on personalized items or commissions Um, Because you can be like, well, you know, you can return a mug or a glass piece if it's not what you expected. In general, we can be like, but you can't return something that has your name on it. Because, again, Mm. you can't sell it. It's the equivalent of, I don't know, spilling ice cream on a shirt and then taking it back to the store or whatever. See, all that stuff that so stresses me out. Like, that's the part of shipping or sending any kind of physical good to anybody that stresses me out to no end. It's almost like... The idea of selling stuff that you make at kind of like a little fair or something like that. It's mm-hmm. like they are seeing 
what they are getting and they are picking it up and they are taking it away like that is it like the transaction ends there and but the idea of making something to order for somebody like basically sight unseen until they you send it to them or even if you send progress pictures it's still like not quite the same as having the object or painting or piece of music or you know like i don't know anything that you want to think about creating for somebody else um it's different and then having them reject it and dealing with that and getting people back their money and if something breaks or this isn't right or like they decide to complain about something that like was out of your control but they didn't realize was part of the process like that to me I'm just like I just I've had someone ask to send back something because they got another present that was better for the person they bought it for oh my gosh like that kind of stuff (laughs) I'm just like I just I don't want to deal with all your personal bs's of things because I can't I can't handle that. Like, I just want to make stuff and I'm happy if you buy the stuff. <laughs> like, but you can't just say that. You can't put that in your terms of service. Like, <laughs> like it doesn't work that easily. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can be like returns only on defects or all sales are final. And I feel that depending on the laws in your country, there are often like not loopholes, but there are possibilities for small makers to be able to say like, we don't do returns mm-hmm. or you can't. But uh yeah, no, it is It is really stressful. Like, I can be stressful in general just showing people my things to sell. And then I'm like, what if they take it home and they don't like the way the handle feels? And even more so with, with commissions. Because you're like, you know, I think this is really pretty. But then you're so stressful. You're like, what if it's not what they expected? And most of the time, as with anything, people usually aren't as, like, picky and critical of your things as you are of them. I just I always feel so stressed too. It's like I took a good picture of this thing, you know, but like once it shows up, are you going to be upset how bumpy the solder is? Like, you know, like I don't I don't know, like the idea of perfection or like even with something as um, silly as like the painted stones that I do. Mm -hmm. Right. Like if someone's like, oh, I'd love to buy those. I've I've gotten a lot of those inquiries, which feels amazing. And I love every second of it. It is so flattering and it just makes me so happy. But at the same time, I'm like, do you realize that this piece of rock that I painted on is like smaller than my palm you know like it's a very (laughs) tiny thing that you're buying and the amount of money that I would have to charge for this tiny thing and you it's showing up in like a tiny box and you opening it up and you're like I paid twenty dollars for this (laughs) like I don't want to ever make anyone feel that way and it just upsets me and something that is you know very true in general when you're selling things online it's a very pretty rock i think it's lovely it's pretty colors um (laughs) tiny to just again with the clear communication kind of almost be like do you like almost at the hairdressers like do you and i have the same idea of what an inch or four inches is like this is how big like don't be like because sometimes people like just make it normal coffee mug sized and I'm like, I could ask 10 people what a normal coffee mug is and they would give me different answers. So I'm just like, can you just measure a mug that you like and think is normal? Um, and that's... See, and in most of the things that I make, I have to measure, I have to know sizes, like all of that stuff, like relative size and scale is so important to so many of the things that I do, so many of the things that you do. And you know what? I still make mistakes and order stupid things <laughs> on the internet that come up, like that show up and I'm like, oh God, this is so big. And I was not prepared for it. Or, oh no, it's too tiny. And I have no idea, like, I have no concept of saying like, oh yeah, this plushie online is four inches tall. And then it shows up and you're like, 
oh man, you tiny. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So both, both for the commissioner and the commissionee, just like try to find something to to relate it to. And that's something, because you were talking about like progress pictures, that is also something that um, is also important to uh, figure out with them is like, will there, depending on what it is, like, will there be revisions? Will you have a time to meet up so they can look at your sketches? Like, do they want to see sketches or do they want to see the finished thing? Um, do they want to come try on a mock-up of a dress or do they just like they send you the measurements and it's fine? Because some people will want a ton of revisions over and over and over again. And you can be like, you can see it once and you can have input once. Or you just, again, it depends on what, what the thing you're making is. Because with with some things it's easy to fix and with others you're like, no. No, no. I have to make an entirely new one now if you want <laughs> <Yeah>. that changed. <laughs> I mean, I had a coworker back in my costume days who offered to make me my wedding dress or he was actually expecting to make me my <laughs> wedding dress and I was like, I'm going to go buy it because I am not subjecting you to myself. Like <laughs> you would fire me uh based on how picky I would be about what you would make and I'm like I'm not doing that to you we're not having that relationship <laughs> because I would probably put someone into an early grave if I were asking them to do the specific things and to the standards that I would want so it's like <laughs> it's good to know that about yourself <laughs> yeah it's also good to know about that about yourself if you are asking for a commission you know how picky are you able to get and then as the maker it's also good to know how picky you're able to tolerate um another kind of personal story I can think of of firing a um I, I fired a couple from shooting their wedding after I shot their engagement photos because I'm like I can't work with you <laughs> like I just <laughs> I can't we're gonna fight and it's your wedding day and you deserve someone that you feel comfortable with and and that feels comfortable with you and I cannot shoot your wedding photos mm-hmm. because it is just not good for either of us and that was a hard thing to do but you know what I'm really glad I didn't shoot that wedding because that would have been so stressful and so bad for everybody. And I think sometimes commissions can kind of be that kind of thing too. Yeah. And I think that that's where you need to really like sit with yourself because it is really easy to either like say no or cancel something because you get super anxious about it. And I've had those Mm -hmm. feelings many times. Like I can have those things, those feelings with like my, my journalist work as well, where I'm just like, I'm just going to email them a lie and say that my hands fell off because I don't think I can do this to just like sit with those feelings and be like, is this a realistic sensation in my brain right now? Or, you know, just because it's really easy to just like, I can't goodbye, you know, fire them as a client, not because they're being frustrating, but because you're terrified. But yeah, there is a terrified version of it. And of course, those are legitimate feelings that need to be worked through. But there's also kind of that gut feeling of like, oh, absolutely. I feel like this is not going to work. And if I just, you know, put my head down and try and get through it, it's going to be bad. It's it, like that gut feeling kind of does warn you like, warning, Absolutely. this is not a good relationship. And in those cases, it's almost always best if you can do that earlier, like listen to your gut right mm-hmm. away, because otherwise, you know, that you will give them less time maybe to get something that they needed. You will probably have wasted materials, given yourself an ulcer, all that stuff. <laughs> oh, now I'm, I'm getting anxious to think about this. Uh <laughs> But Shh, with okay. with all the revisions and everything, um, it's important to figure out a clear time frame. And again, be super clear about that up front. And just like you, you, you will know, like, how long does this take to make me? But also what other things am I trying to do around it? And you have to give yourself margins for failure. Like, even if you're not a potter and you're like, this is how long it takes to dry. This is how long everything, blah, blah, blah. And then half of them will 
you know, weirdly have an accident in the kiln or something. Even so, like, if you have a bad day and the manatee cracks and you're like, all right, well, that I will need either, you know, wait two days for materials to arrive or I need to breathe and finish this. Like, just don't, if you can, don't have a tight deadline. And I know that sometimes that's just like a pipe dream. But just that is something that at least in the beginning, you really need to figure out like what is what is reasonable and sometimes even like what is reasonable to do without stressing yourself out. Like you can totally make a fancy wedding dress overnight, but everyone will be happier if you don't, you know. (laughs) One last thing about price is also, again, be cleared if like shipping is included in that price or not. Um, delivery, like, do, do, do you allow pickup or do you not want to meet people? Just like, cause that's, I think also, uh, there is an amazing artist I follow. She's an embroiderer. Uh, her name is Neve Wimperis. Um, and she got an email from someone who thought that like one of her embroidery kits was too expensive because they had misunderstood information on the website, blah, blah, blah. And she shared the email that she responded with that. And it started basically, I'm not Amazon, Anne. And she later made like an embroidery pattern of it that you can buy because people (laughs) think that like small creators that we can make things overnight, we can do overnight delivery, free shipping, all that stuff. And it's like free shipping is never free. That's something that is baked into the cost for all retailers who offer free shipping, unless I guess they own their own shipping company and will sometimes mean a tiny profit, you know, all that stuff. Like I don't have a giant warehouse full of stuff that I can then personalize and make magically appear overnight. Very few things magically appear overnight. So just like be clear about that as well. And something that I realized can also be fun and important is to, in your agreement with a client, agree on if they have some sort of weird or unique idea that they want you to make, if you can use that uh, similar design again, if it turns out that you really like it. Um, Because that's, it's, it can be really easy if you're maybe not super experienced with commissions or selling your art to be like, hey, this was fun. I'll make another one. And then you get a super angry uh, client who's like, hey, that was, you know, that was either my idea or I feel like this isn't a special anymore. And if they want a one off and want you to promise to never use it again, maybe charge a little bit more or not. That's up to you. But because sometimes somebody will be like, hey, can you make this slightly different? And then you're like, this is so much better than my usual design. I'm going to start doing this and everything. Uh, don't. I think usually you don't have to pay them for the right to use their brilliant idea unless it's super specific. But like if you discover that you really like, you know, painting lilies and you want to do that again because it's pretty, just be like, hey, are you okay with me doing this again? I think those um, those last few can really like go along with anything with when it comes to creating music, when it comes to, um, you know, being a photographer, I knew I had to make sure that my clients signed release agreements, Mm -hmm. that if I wanted to use their photos for advertisement for on my website, like even if you wanted to display something. Oh, that is a really good point too. Because like even for social media, just be like, is it okay if I post a picture of this, you know, once you've received it and once, especially if they're giving it to someone. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I was just going to say, especially if it's a gift, like that puts you into a weird spot that you're like, oh, you know, the person I'm giving it to might also follow you. And then you say, (laughs) oh, hey, I made this. And it's like exactly the thing that they hadn't even gotten yet. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's really good to communicate that kind of stuff. I 
I mean, I've never had to do it myself besides, uh, well, actually, no, I have had to do it because of photos, right? Like people doing um, uh, pregnancy photos. Uh, you can't just like post those all over your social media if like <laughs> they aren't telling certain people like yet or very, you know, who knows? You, d- you never know how private someone is going to be. And it's important to communicate that up front, especially when it's so easy to share so many things. But when something is made specifically for another person, mm-hmm. um, that could be a deeply personal thing that they don't feel comfortable sharing. Yeah. So, yeah. So just like talk it over. Like, can I share these pictures on my socials later is it okay if I also put lilies on other things, even though that's not, even though that's not originally part of my like line of designs? There is also the other side of the whole idea of, um, you know, having a like almost release forms, but not actually release forms. I mean, how would you feel of them using the thing they created for you in a public way? Mm-hmm. Right. So like, let's say um, someone commissions a song for some for one specific thing. What if they end up using that for way more than what they essentially, quote unquote, paid for? Yeah. Or, you know, used it for something that made I I don't know, like I'm just saying like there is there's different levels of things like you have to consider, um, you know, what am I creating for this person? What are they going to use it for? And therefore, how much should I charge? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And just like depending on what it is you do and what you make and who this person is, you might want like a more specific contract. Because again, in a lot of jurisdiction, those emails like back and forth will show that you both have agreed on the same thing. And Mm -hmm. depending on jurisdiction, that may be admissible or not admissible in court, but it's a good way for you to see that you agree. So you can, you know, put that in there. Or if it's something that might be used differently, get a contract. You can usually find super easy, like you can find templates online. Uh, we are not lawyers. Make do does not take responsibility for anything that may or may not go wrong. Taking our advice. <laughs> um, do you? I'm just thinking of a craft lawyer. Like, <laughs> I mean, they exist. There's oh, yes. there's tons of I interesting. Only deal in, in there's tons of interesting discussions craft about law. you know like what. <laughs> You know, what makes something a unique design? Can you, you know, can you own a pattern? Can you own a recipe? Like there's a lot of things that you don't necessarily think about. What can you own? What can you not own? What can you sue someone for? What can you not sue someone for? Like if I cut myself on your manatee, uh, what levels of... What what makes it my fault? What makes it your fault? I'm not going to... I'm not going to sue you. I promise. Um, do Do you feel more or less confused and afraid about commissions after we've we've uh, talked all this over i honestly i still feel just as put off by them like the stress <laughs> of the particulars don't feel worth it to me i'm i'm very much in the mindset of i just kind of want to make what i make and if i sell it you buy it we good uh-huh. and if not we done <laughs> Unless it's like something like you said, like, hey, can you make a manatee? And I'd be like, I think about it for a little bit. And I'd be like, sure, I can make that. And then here it is. Do you want to buy it or not? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It can be like, maybe I can try. Um, I will say, though, that like, yes, there is like I'm making it sound only awful, almost like here is all the things you have to sort of safeguard against. But it is also really cool to help someone else like like fulfill their vision or idea mm-hmm. or something that they really wanted. Like it is really nice. Like if someone sends me a picture because they wanted a very specific mug or a bowl or something and they send me a picture and they're like, it's great. And 
I love anytime people send me pictures of the things that they're using, but when, cause they wanted something, they had it in their head, you know, and you could help mm-hmm. them get that out. And that might be because they can't do that art or craft and that makes it cool. Or it's just like, they saw, they saw something and they're like, I want to make this thing, or I want my sister to have a mug. So it is really, really cool. And it, it is a good challenge as well as sometimes a frustrating challenge because someone else will, you know, stimulate you to trying new things, having ideas, discovering things that you never would have thought of, you know, like a, yeah. a, a blobby manatee might not have been on your like initial list of 10 things to make. But now you are like, that's weird. I want to do that. It is, and I do want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> but you see what I mean? Like, it wouldn't have occurred to you uh, if not for me and my weird love for manatees. Uh, or if someone was like, can you, you know, can you make something, can you make a sippy cup with two handles and that I can put a silicone lid on? And I'd be like, I can try. You know, like, just mm-hmm. these things that somebody wants because they like what you do. Because it's not like somebody's just like, you know, I need my pants hemmed. That's that's a completely different, you know, kind of thing. It's like, I like what you do and I want something that's, you know, slightly different, but still your thing. Usually. All right. Maybe I should go and answer that email. <laughs> That'll be my first step in, do it. in my healing. Yeah. Do it. My my commission fear so <laughs> you can go find our show notes at relay.fm slash make do and we are make do pod on twitter and instagram and you can find us individually at tiffany arment and tiff arment which i'm <laughs> in the process of making myself cooler on social media so but you just got to try both anyway and julia scott s-k-o-t-t who is already cool so she doesn't even need to try but we will be back in a fortnight and until then go make and do and uh accept commissions or not or no or not (laughs) or actually actually i have a holiday challenge for people because holiday season's coming up and i know this is a little extra on the end of our show but go buy something for the holidays as a gift from a small maker because right now i think people really need it definitely and also if you start doing it now uh you depending on how things are around you maybe you won't have to like do battle with a lot of people at the post office yeah and if you do it now too they are probably still open for commissions that is very true all right um if you if you do thanksgiving have a happy thanksgiving if you don't have a good weekend uh bye <laughs>